Camper. Have no fear, happy campers is here. It's a summer camp themed podcast where we reminisce about the stuff that we missed, about the best summers we ever had. And there will be reflection and lots of introspection and a great selection of guests that will stop by. So grab a glass of bug juice, relax, and say hi to both your hosts. We're Julie and Sammy, your podcast family. We're going to start the show. Hello, happy campers. Welcome back to another episode. Uh, we're very excited to be here. We've got Julia and Sammy. Ooh, we're in the house uh, with our two very special guests. We've got Max and Mary Pat with us, and they are going to talk about something really, really cool and really interesting, which is starting a new camp and how to make it amazing and build traditions and make people come back every year. Camp Pocono Springs. Hell yeah. In the house. In the house. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, thanks for having us. CPS. Hi. <laughs> um, okay, so like, I don't know, lay the scene. Tell us how you came to start a new camp or restart. Yeah, so, so the way that it kind of worked for me um, was I was with another camp for about 15 years in Maine. And in 2014 was my last summer there, and, and I kind of was ready to, to try and run my own camp. So my wife and I spent about a year uh, looking at different properties and meeting with different partners, and we were lucky enough to come across uh, Pocono Springs and some amazing, amazing partners. And uh, we spent about two years uh, renovating and rebuilding the property, and then 2017, we opened for our first summer. Oh, this past summer was your first the summer. First summer. It was. Yeah. This was our this was our first oh, summer. Oh, I definitely thought you were like two summers in. Okay. No, cool. one, one. I checked the Yelp reviews. People loved it. Uh, yeah. How to <laughs> how to yeah. go. Yeah, people it were was like great. It this was, was amazing. It, Would recommend. It was. It was amazing. We had it we had a fantastic summer and a lot of happy campers and, and great staff and uh, you know, it was it was very different for all of us. I think anyone who had worked at a camp before just to start from start from zero and, and build all the traditions. And we were lucky enough to have a lot of staff who had years and years of experience at other camps and were able to kind of bring their best practices to us and, and help create those traditions. And we had an amazing group of campers that came in and, um, you know, huge, huge success. We're, we're excited to get into summer number two here coming up. Amazing. Then Mary Pat, can you explain how you got involved in your camp experience as with other camps? Sure. Yeah, I, it was... Um, I heard about Max and I heard about Pocono Springs being the first summer of a sleepaway camp. And, um, I have worked at a one week sleepaway camp for about 12 years. And so it was, you know, it's a called camp Viva for families living with HIV. So this was really different. And, um, my whole thing was when I talked to Max, when do you ever get to be part of a group that's starting a brand new camp? And how do you think about traditions and thinking about, I'm a social worker and thinking about how do you make camp a place for everybody, and I felt like this was the this unique opportunity, and um, to leave my home for seven weeks and be living in a bunk, and you know it was a stretch. I'm not twenty, and so um, but it was this opportunity that I just couldn't pass up, and it was really remarkable. So. How so? Okay, give us the breakdown of the camp. Is it co-ed? What are the ages? And also, like, did you have a all ages come? Like, did the kids that would come for the last year came just for the first summer? I don't. Yeah. So, so we were a co-ed traditional camp. Um, our campers range in age from seven to sixteen. But last year we did seven to fifteen. We didn't. Okay. Want, we didn't want to have campers that could only come for one summer. Right. Um, 
Right. And, and, you know, going into it, we didn't know, we started at zero. So we didn't know how it was going to end up and if we were going to have 75% girls and 25% boys or, or uh, what the different ages would, would be. So we got, we got really lucky. It was actually split right down the middle, 50-50 boys and girls, and we had campers from all ages. I think that, um, you know, going into it, we thought, are we going to be able to attract older campers? Because at most camps, the older campers have been there since they were third or fourth grade and, and continue to go back. And for us, uh, they hadn't. So I think one of the big appeals for, for Pocono Springs was that everyone was new. And if you're an eighth grader going to, to most camps, you're kind of the new kid in the cabin. Right. And, um, and most of the campers have been with each other for, for many years, and then you hop in, and, and you're the new camper, and, and that can be difficult. But for us, everyone was new, so everyone was in the same boat. So we were able to get a lot of a lot of older campers who maybe hadn't experienced a sleepaway camp before, or they had gone to another camp and uh, and maybe didn't have a great experience and were looking for a fresh start. So um, so we lucked out. It was our campers uh, in all ages. We had we had pretty good numbers in all ages. Um, we started out our first summer with 136 campers. That's awesome. That's our like, goal was uh, our goal was 100 going into it, so mm-hmm. we were really happy with that. And um, you know, it was small enough where everybody got to know everybody. Yeah. At the end of the five weeks, it was very much a family. The family that we we kind of wanted it to be, where all the campers knew each other, and and all the counselors and staff knew every camper. Um, but but still big enough to where we could do all the big events and have athletics and and waterfront and theater and put on a on a great show and all of those things so so we were real happy with the size but um but going into it obviously we had we had no idea what it was gonna what it was gonna look like how did you do most of the recruiting um (laughs) a little bit of everything you know i think that that's that's the biggest challenge of course with starting a new camp is not having not having any campers enrolled and starting from zero. And I think most camps would tell you that their biggest uh, form of marketing is word of mouth, is, of is having campers who have a great time. They go home, they tell their friends, their siblings and cousins, and then they come back. We didn't have that. You know, We didn't have any word of mouth. So um, we did camp fairs. We did Google campaigns and uh, Facebook and, and all of that kind of stuff. We tried to get into as many homes as we could and meet families and um, did some auctions at schools and things like that. Um, and, you know, we're able to, able to get into a lot of homes and, and get some campers to sign up. So cool. Uh, question about those 15-year-olds who now will come back as 16-year-olds. Is there something where there's a CIT program where they might be able to extend for a little more years? So there, experience? there will be. And, and we, we, one of the things that's unique about us, we don't have, we don't have junior counselors. Our, our CIT program will be a little bit different, and, and we're really not there yet. It's going to take a few years to grow into it where you have enough campers to really have a true CIT program. Um, and it, it'll be, you know, kind of a kind of a glorified last year of camp where they yeah. have some more responsibilities. They take some more trips. Um, they help run our our tribals, which is our version of color war um, and that kind of stuff. But um, but but no, we don't. We won't have junior counselors or 17 year olds on staff. I, I think that one of the things that's important for us and every camp does their own thing is is we require all of our staff to have at least a year of college before they before they work at camp. Um, I think that it's nice for, for them to have a year taking care of themselves before they're asked to take care of campers. For sure. um, so, so we don't hire high school students on staff or, or junior counselors. I think also for campers who grow up at camp and they go through that CIT year, 
it's nice to do something else, you know, to do a teen tour, to get a job in the summertime and experience something, something other than camp for those couple years before you go away to college. Um, yeah, that's the same. We have that at Walden too. It's the same philosophy. Um, so, all right, let's talk about the traditions. Like how did we, what did we pick? What are the, like, how do you, I don't know. Some of the things that I wonder about starting a new camp, it's like, it's such a longstanding tradition and you were kind of part of this grand experiment of like what would stick and what wouldn't. So like, how'd you pick them? I mean, there was a group of us that have camp experience, which led when the administrative team came together, you have a group of people being like, well, my former, my camp, our camp, this is our camp, you know, these conversations of like, oh, the way we did it. And so there was a lot of building off of each other of things that we thought worked well and what didn't. Um, and tribals, I think, is the, we did, you know, two and a half, three days of tribals, and that became, you know, this center point of camp for us. And it was, um, which I think what we saw, you know, starting a new camp, everybody was new, where you realize when you've worked at camps before, you have the people that have been there forever, and then the new people. And so the people that have been there forever are being like, oh, don't worry, you know, like tribals is in two weeks and this is what happens right. and this is how it breaks and this is, we <laughs> didn't like have any of that. institutional knowledge. Right, all yeah. this, so there was this, some of us would be like, wait, they don't understand what's coming. No one understands. Yeah. The staff doesn't understand. And so there was like us having to do this extra kind of footwork of building up these, um, the excitement around it. Right. And now we know going in, you know, I mean, like after tribals, there were, you know, two teams, maroon and blue. And it's like your families, we, you know, we made choices, like your families are on the same team and any family member that comes to camp will be on that team. So there were all of these kind of subtle thoughtfulness about the tribals that yeah. built this excitement, you know, where my kids both came to camp. And so they're, you know, they're like, oh, we're maroon and, you know, our kids will be maroon. You know, there's that, <laughs> that has started. And yeah. so it became this really important thing. And I think for counselors, it really got them to understand of like, oh, this is what this is all about. Right. This kind of that feeling about that magic that happens when you do something that's really exciting at camp. Right. Did you just have like a whole spreadsheet of like the summer and like what traditions go where and how you implement no, them? Because I, I think that we went into it with some for sure. Yeah. You know, we had some things that I think are very important at camp and at Pocono Springs are, are Camp songs and cheers right. and, that was and, my next and question. things like that. So, about the songs. <laughs> so we definitely have. We had a breakfast song going into it. We had our birthday song. We had our um, our dinner song. We we sing a song at meals before we eat. Um, and those were those were written before camp started. Did um, you guys write those? Um, I actually songwriting have, committee. I have a, I have, a <laughs> I have a friend in, in the camping world who is just incredibly creative and um, and he kind of took it upon himself and and said. Uh, here's some songs, and we have some other, you know, within our campuses, um, boys and girls side, they have songs and cheers that they yeah. do, and I have another friend who is, is she's just an expert at, at writing songs and writing camp cheers, so she was nice enough to send them to me, and, and I said, these are fantastic, we'll, we'll go with them, and um, and they worked, so um, so that was a big part of it, is, is going into it with some things, and then we knew that, that other traditions would kind of... Um, come about yeah. over time and, and, and kind of come about organically. And, and, and even our campers, you know, we want our campers to feel like they were a part of making the history and making the traditions and creating them. So, so they have. And yeah. Do you have any cool stories of uh, some that the campers were involved in or kind of brought to you as something they wanted to do? I mean, there, there was the cheer piece, which I found 
I, I'm, I was at camp as the athletics director, and I'm a social worker by trade. And so rhyming and creating cheers is not one of my skill sets. <laughs> it's um, Sammy's main skill set. It is my main skill set. Sammy, so we I'll can talk. Around, no, I may have a role for you. Um, and so, you know, I knew as an athletics director, I was like, I want, I need a cheer. I needed a cheer to end every, like, game. I, like, yeah. you know, you want yeah. this thing that, like, and I, we didn't have it. And so it started with, the you know, the counselors being like, guys, I can write a cheer. It's going to be lame, or you guys can take it over. And so one of our counselors just came out of nowhere, and he's like, I've got a cheer. And, it, like, mm-hmm. something he had thought of. And then with our campers, then they brought stuff that they had done before, whether it was that they all lined up and, you know, did handshakes. But there was also that they were all writing songs about camp. You know, I think that happens any camp where, you know, kids in bunks, like my daughter was in the youngest age group of girls and they were rewriting songs about camp all the time. And, you know, so there's these songs that I hear at the breakfast table now still of, (laughs) you know, and Annie was singing a song the other day. I forget. It was like a, I, I don't know who it was. I'm blanking on the singer. But then she got all teary and she's like, it's a camp song. I can't sing it right now. You know, and I think that's part of what is carrying through. And then those were coming to the campfire and they, and so they were bringing this tradition. I think one other one that came up was this, there was a storytelling. Someone brought where you like, you know, 10 people stand up in front of the camp and you, one person starts a story and it's like an improv where each person just jumps on Mm -hmm. and it's a camp story. and, And then it moves to New York city. And then there was like a, I forget what it was. It was a snowstorm. And then there was like, you know, the big rats of New York and saving the world. And so that became a thing that was coming to campfires that like we start it once and it takes foot where there were other things that we thought were going to totally be, maybe it was like in sync songs that, the campers weren't really into them as much as we thought they you would know, be because NSYNC is there. It's you know. not so relevant to them right, these no, days. Not, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so each campfire, they'll do a new story or they're continuing this one long story? They're continuing. It was when they would go do their sleep outs, I guess a lot of the groups were doing these storytelling and it was, um, you know, the kids sort of took it over and were doing it at, like, you know, my son talked about his, he was in, he's 10 fourth grade, fifth grade. Um, and so his bunk was doing it at their camp out where the kids led this story. And so that was being carried. Something we did at the all camp cove was being carried over to the, the camp outs, the sleep outs where they would do their own campfire and then sleep out in the woods. That's so cool. That's really cool. I love this. It's like, I really like the idea of like being at the beginning of a camp and like all the plaques having my name on them. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you think back like, and how important tradition is and how important like, uh, I don't know, just like generate, like all those things. Right. And what's so cool is, and it's not like, oh, you guys don't have that. It's like, oh no, you literally have, you're at the start. You're of, starting You're at the it. epicenter of, of yeah. what could be, you know, thousand years of Camp Poconos. <laughs> yeah. And that was something that I think that the campers really, That's so really cool bought for them. into. Yeah. We talked to them a lot about it, uh, about being founders and how, how yeah. cool it yeah. was to be a founder of a camp. And, um, you know, like our plaques, that they make plaques for their cabin, their names are on them, they'll go up in there, and forever they'll be, they'll have those founding, founding plaques on the wall. And uh, we do a, every, every night before dinner, we do an evening cove where the entire camp gets together. And it's very much like a family gathering. And uh, we announce evening programs and, and we do um, kind of announcements where, yeah, yeah. where we announce camper achievement. And it's not so much in the sense of, um, you know, who was the best at this or the best at this. It's more of how did someone help someone else? And it right. turned into a thing where campers were announcing, um, you know, I was struggling to get up on water skis and, and my, my co-campers were really supporting me and encouraging me. And, and it really became a, a 
an amazing part of camp where, um, you know, campers were recognizing each, each other for, for even just little things. Um, but we would say at those evening coves, you know, someone, someone got up on water skis for the first time or someone went around the lake on a wakeboard. And, and for me, it was cool to be able to say, you're the first person ever in Pocono Springs yeah. history to, uh, to go around on a kneeboard or do a 360 on a kneeboard or, or, uh, create this in ceramics. You're the first and, and, and you'll always be the first. So I think the campers really bought into that and, um, and had a lot of fun with it. And, and, uh, you know, they, they take a lot of pride in being the founders. We get, we get letters from our campers, um, pretty frequently, which is cool. And, and they talk about kind of what camp meant to them and what they're doing in school and just kind of updating us on things. And we have this, this one, uh, little girl who's, she's, she's so sweet. She was one of our younger campers. Um, her name is Stella. And she, she, when she writes letters, she always signs her letters, uh, founding Firefly oh, Stella because her cabin was so Firefly. Cute. Oh my god! Oh my it's it's uh, it's adorable for us. That's what camp is about, you know, having them buy into that and really totally. take pride in being a part of this cabin or this campus or, or just the camp itself. Um, so it's 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 kind of cool to see that come to light. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, it, I think for those announcements when you talk about starting a new camp, like I talked about the buy-in, you know, um, it, it, the counselors, they're working so hard. It is the <laughs> hardest job, you know, anywhere. I mean, it's, and as a parent, seeing the counselors and coaching the counselors, knowing that I know what it's like to be woken up at three in the morning when yeah. you're not expecting to be woken up at three in the morning and someone is not only wanting to, like, talk to you, they want to have, like, a real conversation with you at three in the morning. And so... There was this piece of talking to counselors about, like, don't give up before the miracle. It's, like, sort of what I always think about that, you know, those moments, that last couple days of camp where those feelings and that connection and how can you, yeah, you can't, until you've been through it, can you explain that? It's like, you can't. Wherever you're at now... (laughs) Like, like magnifying. Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can't imagine. You won't understand where all these emotions are right. coming from. And in every year, you're going to feel this. Exactly. Yeah. And so it gets we, deeper and how deeper. do you how do you explain that to someone? It's their first summer at camp, and you know, I think I saw it at tribals. I started to see like certain counselors were, that were like, oh, "This is," and you're like, "Yeah, I know." It's the best job. The yeah, best job ever. Like, I'm co- to get the, them to the point where they're like, "I'm coming back every summer. Every summer, I can never miss this." No, and the announcements had that effect. You know, where it was like when the announcements started, it was like you know thanks Mary Pat for you know making sure we had basketballs that were blown up you know you're like yeah okay that's my job but <laughs> yeah. you're welcome um and then they started hitting this point of you know I never have felt good at gym and or at phys ed and I felt really good today at you know learning ultimate frisbee or um you know we had a rocketry program and oh, cool. these kids sending off rockets and you know, them finding success through their bunkmates helping them or their other, you know, they were with other kids from other bunks and these, like, that was where I saw these friendships blossoming between the different age groups and how meaningful that was and you'd hear it in the announcements that, you know, I was building a rocket and I'm in the youngest group, Firefly, Mm -hmm. and the, you know, someone from Shenandoah took me under and helped me, you know, get my rocket ready and, you know, it was, that, that to me is, like, where you start to see, you're like, Oh, they're getting it. Yeah. Everyone's getting it. It's camp. Yeah. yeah. When those things come together, we do a we do a big brother, uh, big sister program where we pair up the older campers with the younger camper. That's great. And that was something that was 
was really, uh, it became a part of Cove where, where little sisters were thanking their big sister for being so nice to them or eating lunch with them. And um, it, it, was, it was really fantastic to see and, and for the community to kind of come together and what we envisioned it to be. Um, but it was nothing. You know, it, it's, we spent, my wife and I was talking about, we spent so much time on the property before there were ever a camper there and before anyone had stepped foot on there as a Pocono Springs camper. And we had these big dreams in mind of what we wanted it to be. Um, but, but would it happen was the thing. And then, and then it happened. So right. it was, it was great. Camp's about the people. It's and all the about the people. And it's two things. Like I love yeah. the people so much and I can see them any part of the world and feel the camp vibes and yeah. feel the love. But also like there's something really special that all these kids are going to feel yeah. about the space. It's your and, favorite like, place. Visiting. And the staff but, too. Yeah. The staff yeah, are course. such a big part of it. And, and like Mary Pat said, you know, we, we, we definitely recognize what an incredibly hard job it is to be a camp counselor <laughs> at camp. And, and, um, you know, just appreciated them and, and really wanted them to, to buy into uh, being a founding founding person at, at Pocono Springs, too. And, and they did. I think they took a lot of pride in that, too. So it was it was special. You know, you talk about the last day of camp, and I know you guys have experienced as campers how it's, it is the saddest day of the year because you, you're leaving Holy. these people that you've created, this, <laughs> these friendships, and it feels more like family. And, and I've always said, you know, I've been involved in camping for about 15 years, and um, I always kind of judge the summer based on uh, the last day of camp, and, oh, yeah. and is everyone crying on the last day? Is it, it sounds weird going into the summer, but but even when I interview staff, I say I want the campers crying their eyes out on the last day, and and I want them. How do they react? To hugging them? you <laughs> if and, they don't and, know and, the camp world. You know, usually they'll <laughs> say, like, "Oh, oh that's uh... so sweet," or, or you know, I think it catches some of them off guard. But yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> You know that's that's the goal, and and I know that I was able to experience that as a counselor many years ago, and and I loved it, and I want them to experience it too. But our last day of camp this year, it was a, it was a cry fest. It was a waterworks good and, mission accomplished. Yeah, it was just really foggy day too. It just <laughs> like the scene was set <laughs> early morning, and and everyone, staff, camp. I mean, me, Sarah, was, Mary Pat, oh. like all of us. We were just <laughs> we were crying, and and uh, you know, so so hard to say goodbye to everyone that you've spent so much to five weeks with. Yeah, um, but but it was also you take a lot of pride in in seeing that, and that's what we were going for. So. Yeah, I, the last day I got the long goodbye because I rode one of the buses oh. back to Westchester, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, "This is torture." It's like taking out your heart and then just pulling and yeah. squeezing it. Just, I feel like the buses was just like a cry fest until everyone was so tired from crying that they yeah. just fell asleep. Totally, that's what it was I like. Yeah, no totally. all the campers just did asleep. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> did you guys? Uh, how did you celebrate the final night of camp? Was there some kind of like banquet of sorts? Yeah, we did a we did a final banquet. Just a really. Um, just a special meal yeah. in the dining hall, and then we did our we did our closing ceremonies, um, and that was you know definitely a tradition that we'll keep up forever. Where we had uh, we had a keeper of the flame who took the flame from the fire and, and canoed across the lake, wow. and uh, we'll keep it burning for all year, and then bring it back next <laughs> year course. for for opening ceremony. Um, and then we have every cabin come down and, and kind of do a skit, uh, a song, or a skit, or a poem, or something. Um, that's really special to them that they've written and it just kind of talks about their experience in the summer and cool. uh, it was fun. I mean, a lot of laughs and and uh, just a lot of bonding. Seeing them, seeing them uh, talk about their experience during the summer. But we did that and then, um, you know, everybody kind of wraps up and says goodbye. Lots of hugs and and uh, and just uh, lots of tears, but but good tears. 
Yeah, and talking about those traditions, we as a group, like talking about that final, what was that campfire going to look like? It was. It was this group of us talking about what should it feel like. You don't want it to be too contrived. We, you know, the whole keeper of the flame. And it was funny, like, you know, you leave camp and everything, every detail is so important. You know, I was like, I remember when I was saying goodbye to Max, I was like, all right, we're going to talk. And then like, by the time I see him a month and a half later, I'm like, I don't remember what we were going to talk about. (laughs) But it's interesting with my having two kids who were at camp and, you know, and I'd see them at meals, but we were having completely different experiences. Thankfully that we all loved it. You know, I was going to be so bummed if I really loved it and they didn't, but Luckily, they, we all just loved it. And I, we were walking home recently, and my son's like, do you think the flame is still lit? Hmm. And I was like, which flame? And he's like, you know, the flame from Campfire that, you know, they took it across. And, and it was so, and I said, what, well, what do you think? And he's like, I think it's still lit. And he's like, it's raining, my daughter Annie. She's like, it's raining. There's no way it's still lit. So then she's like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but it's, you know, you don't know what's having that kind of, like, that dr- impact. That drop, yeah, yeah, what drops in. right. And it really did for them. They're like, oh, it's going to come back across. And they were talking about this thing that we had, you know, talked about for a couple of weeks of how do we make it ours and how do we make it feel like Pocono Springs. Right. And it came yeah. together at the end. And, and then you hear the impact. It was, it's remarkable. And that's a tradition that, like, I've never, you know, heard that specific one or anything like that. So I'm like, yeah. oh, that's cool. That's I love I that idea. But it also is, like, it fits in the world of, like, oh, that could, I see that's how a, that like, could so definitely campy. be a really cool, yeah. exciting thing. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking that, like, um, oh, I just completely lost my train of thought. Um, you were thinking that. Well, I have a uh, <laughs> follow-up question about having Max. Do you have any kids at camp? No, no, Sarah and I don't have kids. Now. We've got we had 136. Yeah, you had 136 <laughs> little children rolling around. They did have Penny the dog. Penny Ooh, the dog. Love oh, a camp oh, dog. Oh, camp dog is camp. We love do everyone camp loves dog. the camp Pocono dog. Pocono Penny. Pocono who, Penny. Um, kind of kind of rules the camp. Oh, yeah, she just runs free and does her thing. But oh, she's just God. a little tiny. Amazing. Uh, Mary Pat, though, will you talk about? Um, how you kind of kept your distance from your kids and did they know where you lived? Could they find you? Yeah. So that's, you know, (laughs) it's a great question. Um, uh, so before going to camp, I did read the Michael Thompson book, Happy and Homesick. And if you are new to camping and you're thinking of sending your kids to camp, read it. Um, and that my takeaway from that is that you can be happy and homesick at the exact same time. And so, um, my goal was to give my kids a camp experience, even though I was there. And so there were choices that I made. Like one was that my kids didn't know where my bunk was. So you're just I, like trying not to raise staff brats. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> right, <exactly. laughs> and so my daughter, um, in her bunk would often, you know, like, wait, where's your bunk? And I was like, Oh, it's, you know, or no, they'd ask me what the name of my bunk was. Cause they, every bunk had the names out front. And I would say, Oh, it's Mary Pat's bunk. And there was no Mary Pat's bunk. <laughs> so I think it was the last like three days of camp two of my daughter's bunkmates followed me home after lunch and they found me so um but you know there was these I think where, where I was really focusing on was that I used to work as a therapist and so living in New York you know you can bump into your clients and so you know the that kind of rule of thumb was like you don't say hi unless they say hi to you and all those kinds and so I was sort of using those boundaries where I would be in the cafeteria and I wasn't going to them I was like if they needed to come to me they came to me and there was a lot with my daughter especially being the youngest camper one of the youngest campers saying you know go back to your counselors talk to your counselors about it I know your counselor she can you know like they can help you and so it was hard at times, especially as it got longer. I remember seeing my son across the, you know, the cafeteria, the dining hall, 
and um, it's a dining hall, not a cafeteria. Just if anyone's <laughs> listening, it is a dining hall. I use the wrong term. Um, but uh, in seeing him, and he looks so big, and he was like, you know, I knew he'd been water skiing, and like I, we've never water skied, and he was having all these new experiences. And I was just looking at him from afar and be like, I miss him so much, and then I need to go sit at my table, yeah. you know, and and not be putting my missing him on him. It was that bit giving him the camp experience of right, not having yeah. his mom coming up and hugging him in front of his friends. <laughs> you're so and, big. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, you're so big. You're so proud of him. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it was finding those real boundaries, and it was hard. It was definitely hard, but I think, um, you know, I made choices as, a, as athletics director to not be there when I knew they had basketball, and I would just go do a different, you know, go to a yeah. different sport and things like that. Um, and so it was just, it's those kind of subtle choices, I think, that gave us each these individual experiences. And what I thought was hilarious is I would talk to my husband, you know, like every third day and he'd be like, oh my God, and he'd talk about what they were doing. And I had no idea what they were doing because he was looking at all the photos yeah. <laughs> where I was, you know, in <laughs> camp doing my thing. And so I had no idea what they were doing. So it was really kind of interesting that he had a greater, a better idea of what they were doing day to day where I was going to see them. Did you have a visiting day? So we did. We, we had visiting day for our first summer um, in the middle of the summer. It was We thought it was important, and it's another thing about being a new camp that, that will kind of change as we go. But, um, you know, families took a big – they took a big risk to send their kids to us, and we yeah, recognized that. And, and we said uh, we want them to feel really comfortable with the camp they're sending them to because they, they couldn't talk to someone and say, what was your experience at Pocono right. Springs and, and everything. So we had a visiting day uh, on the third Saturday of camp. This year, moving forward, we've moved our visiting day to the last day of camp, um, Interesting. which we think is, is will be really beneficial in the, the thought process behind it is, is visiting day can be, can be very disruptive to a camp. You can have campers who are doing amazing at camp, and then visiting day comes, and, and they see their parents, and their parents leave, and, and they go they get homesick. And, Isn't and that part of it, that though? Yeah. It's a part like, of it that, that we're going like to avoid. That was, like a real, <laughs> that was a real part of it for when I was a kid, where I was just like, the first summer was a mess when my parents left, and then after that, I was like, whatever, bye. And then I was like, that was it. I, was like, I know it's going to be hard, but I can get through no, it. No, and that was the thing. It was like recognizing that, like, I'm having a great time. It's like your parents are there and then they leave and this part of you like wants to go with them. But then part of you is like, no, I need to stay here. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. It's a growing it's, experience. It can be, it can be tough. <laughs> and I think for, for visiting seven week camps, have you, you have to have a visiting day yeah. so long. Uh, four week camps usually don't have a visiting day. We're one more week. Yeah. Um, you know, I say the big difference between it with us moving forward is uh, on visiting day, the campers will be crying because they don't want to leave camp, not because their parents are leaving and they're staying. So right. they'll come on the last day of camp. It'll still be very much a visiting day with activities and barbecue and all that. Um, so it's just like a final celebration. It's just with a the final. Yeah, it's a visit. It's, yeah. it's a you don't think it's going to make on, them resent the parents day. for coming to take them home? <laughs> <laughs> the parents will be like, "Wait, we thought this was better because we don't have to travel twice." They're like, "Oh, but really? Our kids hate us." Yeah, they're like, "Oh, it's visiting oh, wow. day. That means camp is over. <laughs> I don't want it to be visiting day." No, it'll be we'll it'll be know. a great day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens summer three. <laughs> but uh, so we did have a visiting day, and it was it was awesome. It was. Uh, you know, really cool to see all the families on camp and seeing their campers doing activities and everything. We, we did a cove at the end of it. And, um, for me, it was, it was emotional. You know, we had all of these families there, they were so happy and all their campers. So I go, Sarah and I go down like we do every night at Cove to, to say, uh, you know, to welcome everybody. 
and I start crying immediately. Oh, no. And, and Sarah had to take over, which, which she's had to do many times because I'm, I'm kind of the emotional one. But oh. um, I get it. You know, I think when you're so passionate about something and we had put so much into it, yeah. and then to see the family so happy and their campers being able to do that, it, it, it kind of the emotions took over. But it was, it was an amazing day and, and uh, really cool to see the families meeting each other and getting to know each other right. and, and kind of our staff getting to, you know, you want to show off your staff. We had, we had incredible people. Yeah. Um, so it was nice for the families to get to meet them. Yeah, and you want everyone to stay in touch after and it's just that much easier for the yeah, parents or absolutely. like, oh, faces, names. Yeah. All absolutely. That. It was, it was a fun day. Um, I have a question about like activities. So how did you like choose what you were going to include and what you were not going to include? Um, well, you know, we're a traditional camp, so, so we wanted to... Yeah, like the staples are there, but like rocketry is not a normal <laughs> traditional camp activity. I think that, you know, when you have my the day opportunity camp had to rock. do those oh, things... Did it really? <laughs> and when I, my, my sleepaway camp, I felt deprived because I didn't have that. And it's a, po- it's a really popular activity. I love I'm it. I not, think it's so I cool. I don't doubt that it's popular. Yeah, it's I'm just wondering yeah, how... It's, it, like, it's really fun to see them go out and launch their rockets, and we, you yeah. know, everybody shows up and comes to it. It's, it's a cool activity, but... Um, you know, we wanted all the kind of standards, all the yeah. land and water sports, theater, arts and crafts, adventure, um, all of that, and and then to throw in some some special things like like a rocketry and and discovery zone and, and some what's some, discovery, what's discovery zone? zone? It's like a science based activity. Oh, so so cool. they do they make slime, they do uh, you know all kinds of fun stuff like that, and um, but you know we didn't know what were going to be the popular activities right, right. And, and what was Pocono Springs going to be known for. We celebrate. You know, we celebrate art just as much as we celebrate athletics and theater and, and all of those things the same. So we want everybody to feel comfortable participating. And, and we want to create a culture where campers who maybe weren't in a theater show at home and never done it yeah. feel like they can try it. Or, or a, Wait, a so did who, you do a show? What yeah, was it? We did Susical. Oh, musical. yeah, and that's a good one. It's a really good kid show. It was great. We had uh, our, our theater directors were, were did a wonderful job in the theater and, and really created an environment where the campers... Loved it, and I think the kids who were in theater, it's it, their summer kind of revolved around it, and they and they had such a fantastic time there. Um, but it was cool. We made it like our own Broadway, and and had yeah. a big performance where everybody came. Yeah, had a reception afterwards. So really, really, really. <laughs> the reception fun. so they could greet their fans. Yeah. yeah. No, it seriously. It was my daughter was someone who did, it. and that's the other piece. You don't know what kids are going to choose. I mean, I when when I you know looked at the activities and thinking what my kids were going to choose. They did not choose what I thought they would choose. So I think that's the other side that is that, you know, parents may have an idea and then the kids are doing rocketry instead of basketball yeah. or, you know, they played basketball. Everyone played basketball. But um, I think the, the theater piece where it was afterwards, we had this like, you know, reception and we had cake and uh, my son, I remember him come running up and he was like, I need to find, you know, it's his sister's younger. And he's like, I need to find Annie. I need to like congratulate. Her. I need to find her. And she was getting changed out of her costume. And it was this, you know, they were being treated because they'd worked so hard, they, yeah. you know, and they didn't get to do some other things that they wanted to do because they because were they're in the theater. Yeah. And that, you know, in our theater group also did write a song for camp and that became, you know, like a, one of our camp songs. And it was, you know, so there were these, all these different impacts that the different um, activity areas were having across camp, which was really neat. Was there any activity that you were surprised that it was as popular as it was? I think uh, Ultimate Frisbee was really popular. Wow, and, and I think that, that is s- surprising. Sports are kind of changing. I mean, athletics were, were definitely popular, and, and uh, you know, soccer, of course, is popular, and basketball is very popular, but um, 
you know, ultimate Frisbee is a sport that I think a lot of kids are getting into now. And, and that was fun. We had some amazing counselors who, who played on their college teams and, and they made it fun. I, I always say it's, it really is about the counselors. You know, any activity could be the most popular activity at camp, right. depending on who's teaching it. Totally. And, you know, ceramics could be the most popular activity if the person teaching it makes it that way. And, and uh, art was a huge one for us, huge. too. I mean, our, our art director was just, just we got so lucky finding her. And um, campers who would, would definitely not have signed up for art, um, you know, outside of camp, we're signing up for it and doing it. And the way our schedule works, we have, it's kind that of a mix. That was my next question. Yeah, so it's, <laughs> it's a mix of group activities. The morning activities, they're with their age group. Um, and they, they, they kind of get a taste of a lot of different things, some athletics, some, some instructional swimming, adventure, art. Um, and then in the afternoon, they have electives. So they sign up for their electives in the begin, beginning of the summer, and then we set their schedule for them. And then the last period of each day is, is a daily choice. Um, where they can kind of choose where they want to go, and um, and that was that was interesting to see what they were going to choose right. on that day. So it's just a different, um, you know, uh, some different activities every day that they can choose from. And uh, art was a popular one. Water skiing is is obviously always yeah. popular. It's, and it's always kind of activity at camp. A mad dash to get a little boat ride. A mad dash to the beach yeah. to, to yeah. you know see if you can get up and and do that. So that was that was fun, but. Um, and aqua play, aqua playground was a huge. Oh, what happens at aqua playground? That's like the the trampoline, the oh, rockets. Yeah, um, so cool. You know, just the inflatables in the water. Yeah. So that was that was fun to see the campers out there doing that. But um, and then we'll have counselors who, you know, if they have a special talent or mm-hmm. something, we'll could do a, you know, a juggling at a Daily thing. Choice that day, and, yeah. and or tie dyeing or something like that. Um, so those were fun to see, and and it gives the counselors an opportunity to really kind of um, bring some different skills to camp and, and offer some different activities. So, so that was, that was a hit. Is it a uniform camp or no? We're not, no, no, we're not a uniform camp. The, the campers have some, you know, they have some Pocono Springs outfits. Some for swag. Some, some swag. Some swag. <laughs> yeah, some, yeah. Some Gotta swag have swag. For, sure. uh, for when we go off camp or, or those kind of things. Um, but no, it's, it's very casual. It's, it's not a fashion contest by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any activities that are like required? Like I think at Walden we had to do swimming and tennis were like the two that we had to do. Yeah. So so the way that it works in the morning with the group activities is is everybody gets a taste of everything. Instructional yeah. swimming is is a required activity. Everyone yeah. So like every kid that. has to swim yeah. every day. Um, yeah. It's not it's not necessarily every day. Yeah. Um, and as they get older, it becomes less and less, and they have some more freedom with their choice. Um, and then team sports. You know, every every camper will take a couple of team sports over the course of the summer and um, get a taste of that. But every, really every camper will try just about everything yeah. because we mix it into those morning activities where they have some art activities, they have some adventure. Um, Is adventure like zipline? So adventure zipline, um, we're building ropes, a climbing tower right now, so yeah. we'll have that, the challenge course. Yeah. Um, and that was a hit. We have our zipline's 500 feet. It goes across the lake. Amazing. Um, oh, whoa, across the lake. It was really... Yeah. That's cool. You know, when we designed it, we were thinking, are we going to put it out in the woods right, and, right. and do it that way? Like, I think a lot of camps do that, but I think it's... Uh, when campers do the zip line, it's an accomplishment. You know, it's it's it can it be scary to get up scary. there. Scary. Um, <laughs> so when they do it, we want people seeing them and cheering cheering them on. So when our campers are zipping, there's there's campers water skiing under them. There's canoes and That's kayaks so under cool. them, um, and everybody can cheer them on. So it's it was it was fun to see them see them zipping across. You gotta have a zip 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 song. 
<laughs> you know. We'll have to it get write, one. It writes itself. <laughs> it does. I'll work Sammy, on it. I'll get back to yeah, it. Yeah, we'll get on it. We'll get on it. Um, but I require a plaque for every yeah. song. <laughs> That's we can do that. We can make yeah, that happen. That's great. Um, what about Color War? How does how did you? Yeah, Tribals. How did it come around? Like, how does it break? How did it go? <laughs> That's like a big thing, it right? Is big. It was. It, it was. It was a big thing. Um, the way that it brought... I'm trying to think how it broke this year. It broke. We had some people that had gone to camp and worked at camps who broke it, running into the, oh, in the dining, dining hall. hall. Broke in the dining hall at lunch. Yeah, so it was a big surprise yeah, for everybody. Big, and, yeah. and then we go down and kind of announce teams. And um, like Mary Pat mentioned, for, for us, one of the traditions that we create is, is once you're on a team, you're on it for life. Yeah, um, so, so Navy and Maroon. And, and that was... Really exciting. We actually did a kind of a mock tribals during orientation for our staff because a lot of people had never experienced what a color war was like and, and knew about the excitement of color war. So we did one then, and, and so the staff already knew what teams they were on. So when we announced the campers, it was it was exciting. They got into it, and and yeah, it the, the costumes and the face paint and and all of that started right then. And then it's just a you know it was about two and a half days of of competition and singing and cheering and, and uh, different athletics and arts and uh, something for everybody, so. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, when you're building it, when we did it with the counselors, obviously with the counselors, it was like, tribals, you know, it's like this <laughs> insanity, you know, where I think a lot of the things we were talking about is like competition. I mean, my belief as a social worker and athletics person, like competition is fantastic. It, what makes you run faster, but it's how you handle it and how you treat each other. And we had this one um, competition, I think it was day two of Tribals, where we, it's lighting a fire. It's like, you know, there's, your team is... Rope burn. Rope burn, yes, thank you. Um, I'd never done rope burn. And, you know, it was intense, really intense. And so um, one of the groups went quicker, you know, and it was, you know, it took a while. And the whole team, and it was led by the kids... From, you know, it was, I think, I can't remember, guys, I can't remember, I'm sorry, Blue or Maroon won, <laughs> but whatever the other team that wasn't winning started cheering for the team that was still working on their oh, rope burn, nice. and there was something that was, it was felt very organic about it, and it felt it was led by the kids that... It wasn't, it didn't turn our camp into like this, like a diehard. I can't talk yeah. to you. We, you know, we yeah. had a lot of like boundaries around when you go back to your cabins, you were back as a cabin and how do you, we were talking to the counselors about how do you go back to your cabin? You know, what can, what can you do with your cabin every night so that they know that they are back together as a cabin? Cause right. we didn't want to disrupt the bonding and all the work they had done to become a cabin. Right. <laughs> so that's, you know, with some of the things that we were thinking about before we introduced tribals of like, what can you do? You know, you do a saying, you all go in the middle before you go in, when you go in your bunks, like we are one cabin, whatever, you know, they decided to do. Yeah. I mean, cause we were, when we visited a, a boys camp this summer, they, and we asked them about color war and like, if they can like talk to each other during color war during meals and stuff, they were like, Oh, we have silent meals. <laughs> So that they they literally yeah. can't, can't talk to like each other. Down yeah, we're away. just like, it goes into Whoa. Yeah, and we do the same. You know, in dining hall, we separate the sides, and and they don't sit at their normal tables during tribals. So the, the navy has one side of the dining hall, maroon has the other side, oh. and and they're doing cheers and things like that. And we do have a silent dinner, yeah. uh, which is which is my favorite activity. Is this of, your oh, favorite yeah. meal of, of the of the summer? Um, <laughs> that does sound. But this, I think our silent meal was that what we were trying to do during the silent meal is get people to laugh. Yeah. So, you know, you'd be walking up to a camper 
trying to get them to laugh and then that <laughs> would break and break. there's like points. Yeah. You know, it's not so much about, you know, like you can't talk to this person because they are on the other team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's so fun. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. That you got that. to like create color war. I really wish I had Sammy experienced really the color she had in my a life. more intense <laughs> color war experience. We were non-competitive, yeah. but she would want it to be a tiny bit more competitive. A little bit, yeah. It's just the, it's just the like we had team sports, right. which was color war. It was every weekend, but it was very much like just like I don't know. We cheered for like forty-five minutes, and then we played for twenty minutes and max. We'd go back to like, <laughs> report our yeah. score, and they'd be like, "Oh, it's fine, whatever." We yeah. decided it was a job. I was like, "No, but we won." It's like it doesn't matter. It's like. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and then it was like, okay, it's over. Yeah, why are you being so <laughs> Okay, never mind. <laughs> Just like Basically, didn't matter. Yeah. And then there was like a huge relay at the end of the oh, right. summer that was like, Whoever was losing, if they won, the relay was like worth enough points that you would win, which was just like so stupid. You know, we gotta respect the traditions that were set up for us yeah, by no. our founders. Yeah, hundred <laughs> long yeah. years ago. Um, okay, I got a kind of a little wrap up question for you guys, uh, for each of you. So, what like what does it mean to have camp in your life? <laughs> well. <laughs> Camp, camp really, uh, it's, this might sound crazy, but I feel like camp is my life. It, it is, it's very much a lifestyle. It's, it's not a job. And, and I'd tell anyone that who, who thinks about getting into the full-time camping world. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's brought so much happiness and, and so much uh, fulfillment. You know, I think that I had no idea I was ever going to be doing this when I was younger. And, and I didn't grow up going to camps and, and hadn't experienced this. I worked at I started working at camp in college and thought it would be a one summer thing. Um, and I just got hooked and fell in love with it and, and uh, kind of saw the impact that camp can have on, on not only campers, but staff as well. And, and just the positive impact. So, um, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's brought so many, so many smiles and so much laughter and, and uh, to be able to feel like you're having a positive impact on the campers lives is, is really fulfilling um, and I, I always kind of said growing up, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I wanted to do something I could be passionate about. And, and camp is, is absolutely that. And, and, uh, you know, for campers to, to have something that like you guys do, this is how many, how many years you've been out of camping and you still <laughs> love camp and you talk about camp all the time. And, um, I think to be able to pro- provide that for, for, for campers and staff and, and myself and my wife and, um, something that we'll be able to talk about forever and um, have those have those really positive experiences. It's fun, you know. It's it's a fun life. It's it's a lot of work. I would never say that it's not, um, but it, it's it's all worth it, you know. When you get those those closing days where everybody's crying and saying goodbye to each other, you really you realize how 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 worth it it is. Um, so so that's what camp is to me. It's 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 lots and lots of happiness. Yeah, I I ditto that. I think, you know, um, when I came back, a lot of people were like, what was it like? I mean, I'm, you know, in my 40s, I have two young kids, and what was it like to go work at a, you know, a long sleepaway camp? Um, and I've had camp in my life for the last 12 years. I was not a camper. Um, I discovered it, it while I was in social work school, and I started working at this one-week sleepaway camp, and then doing this, it brought so much joy to my life and levity, and as a social worker, I think camp is social work. 
I think there is, you can't underestimate the concrete services that camp provides where, you know, I'm a mother, like I aim for my kids to have a dinner around the same time every night barely happens. You know, I mean, it's just near, it feels nearly impossible with my working, my husband working, you know, like the whole thing of my kids having, and this is, you know, some place where kids can depend that they know they're getting a meal at, you know, 830. They know they're getting a lunch at 1230. They know they're having dinner at 530. You know, it's like these things they depend on. You come together, you talk about your day. There's so much about it that is social work and this having these adults take interest in your life. And, but for me, it just was like this, um, to work really hard, to work physically hard, mentally hard, emotionally hard, and you get this reward. You get to see it, and then I think now my kids have it. You know, my husband was a camper and then ran a camp, um, and so we know now, we all talk about camp all the time. I mean, the first two weeks we got back from camp this summer, it was like at nighttime, the four of us were making friendship bracelets. Friendship bracelets were huge this summer. And so like, you know, we're all like doing, my husband's like, did you guys learn this one? You know, it's like, and then we, you know, we're all, and so now we have this shared yeah. love of camp. It's remarkable. It's such a gift. I hate to break it to you guys, but I think you're both campers now. Like yeah. retroactive, like deep-seated, like full campers. Yeah, lifers. Totally. I think, I think that's it. That's great. It was such a pleasure talking to you yeah, guys. You guys can't wait so to much. see how everything just continues to grow and thrive. I know. Maybe we'll check in next year. I know. Maybe we'll come for a visit. I know. We should come for a visit. That would be great. Please take this. Maybe we'll be able to find Mary Pat's bunk. Yeah, exactly. Oh. He was like, right. she she'll meet us in the dining hall. I just wanted a black. I just wanted a black in my yeah. I just wanted a black. Yeah. Um, all right. So thanks for coming on. Thank Let's you very do much. social. Okay. So you guys can check out uh, camp. It's Pocono Springs Camp. Okay. Mm-hmm. Check it out. It's PoconoSpringsCamp.com. And it looks awesome. It looks really true. You can send your beautiful. kids there. You, you can should. go work there. <laughs> so check it out. Check it out. Um, if I had then, kids, I'd send them there. I will. <laughs> oh, oh, if I have a boy, if I have a boy. Oh my God, I like, if I would have a boy. You? <laughs> I, I think your kids are already spoken for. <laughs> oh God. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> my brain is not on right. We did a good job. Uh, yeah, right? Yeah. You guys really sold it. She threw it down. <laughs> yeah, sold it real well. have to edit that part out. <laughs> Um, all right, so check out Pocono Springs Camp, but also check us out. At Keep Happy listening Cam- to Happy Campers. Yeah, check us out on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. You um, can rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Find us on Instagram at Happy Campers Podcast. Tweet at us at Happy Campers Pod. And our website, www.happycamperspodcast.com. Send us an email. Show us pictures of you at camp. Yeah. Come on we'll the podcast. Them. We'll post them. All those things. All right. Uh, <laughs> wrapping it up. Day is done. Got in the sun. We out. Our theme song was written, recorded, and sung by the very talented Steffi Copeland.